When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. I hope you're having a great afternoon. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show, and this is WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in America. Hats off to my great friend and the owner of this great station, John Katsimides, who has really turned this into a powerhouse. And it is a privilege for me to have a show on every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. where we talk about your money and my money and how to make more money. That's M-O-O-R-E money. And uh, we talk a little bit about politics and the economy. And so I want to get right down to it because uh, I'm not a happy camper today. I know Christmas is only a couple, two or three weeks away. Uh, so this is a season of joy. But it's not a season of joy when I look at what's happening in Washington. And I want to talk to you today, and I will be taking your questions, by the way. I'm, I'm not having a guest on today because I want to hear from all of you, especially the ladies. I always say that I, I, I learn a lot from our listeners, and I learn more, actually, from the ladies who call in sometimes than the men. But we have great listeners because I've always said we have the smartest audience in America. And so um, I really, truly do learn from the concerns and comments and criticisms that you have about what's going on in our great, great country. So um, at the bottom of the hour, I will be taking about 20 minutes of the calls from our great listeners. 1-800-848-9222 is the call-in number. Don't don't call in now. Call in right at the bottom of the hour or so. 1-800-848-9222 is our more money hotline i want to remind people by the way please 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 um if you uh would like to be the smartest person in the room when you get in arguments with your more liberal friends um get the more money um hotline and that is uh something that we put out every morning um my group committee to unleash prosperity with steve forbes and outlaffer and and others and um, this is a newsletter we put out on the hottest um, news of the day dealing with the economy and politics. And you can read this in five minutes. And I'm not selling you anything, folks, because guess what? This is free. It costs you nothing. All you have to do is go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity website. That's Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And just click on the button saying you'd like to get our free, free, free um, hotline uh, five mornings a week. We will email it right to you. And after a week or two, if you like it, we'll continue to send it to you. It's free. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. But my friend Newt Gingrich uh, 
emailed me the other day said, Steve, this is the first thing I read every morning. I love this product, and, and uh, I think you will too. Okay, so go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity website at sometime at your leisure and sign up for that. Now, the topic of the day, and one of the reasons that I want to hear from you is I am infuriated by what is happening with the debt in this nation. We've become debt nation, folks. That's the theme of today's show. Debt, debt, debt. Red ink everywhere up to our elbows in red ink, and it's rising to our eyebrows if we continue to borrow like this in every way. So obviously the primary villain here is Washington, D.C., and we now have a national debt well over $30 trillion. Now that's some of that is money the government owes to itself, but it's our retirement fund, our Medicare fund, our Social Security fund that we've been ripping off money from to pay for you know, other expenses. Uh, and so when baby boomers like me get ready to retire, I'm 62 years old. So, you know, in the next, uh, well, I'll probably, hmm, I'm going to probably, I want to work till I'm 70, you know, but, but then I, you know, I paid in my whole life to Social Security. I want to get something out of it. And I don't know if you're all aware of this, but what Congress has been doing for the last 30 years is pilfering money out of the Social Security fund to pay for other things. Now, think about what I just said. They're taking money from the retirement fund, and they're using the money for green energy projects and you know, earmarks and things like that that have nothing to do with my retirement. Now, if the members of Congress were CEOs of a company, of a private company, and they stole money from the retirement fund, they'd throw those people in jail, <laughs> and we'd throw away the key. You can't do that. That is financially corrupt, and yet that's what Congress has been doing. So my point is that when you take all the debt that is owed to the, you know, by the federal government, it adds up to about – I have to check the exact number, but it's around $32, $33 trillion. Now, remember, that's 33 comma 000 comma 000 comma 000 comma 000. I mean, these numbers are so spectacularly high that they're hard to fathom. By the way, and our entire output as a country each year is only about $22 trillion. So we're basically borrowing 150% of our, of our GDP. Craziness, right? So that is where we are now with respect to our federal debt. But the next one we have to talk about is our is the debt by our state and local governments, which are enormous as well. And those pension funds have also been raided. And so you've got to add another $10 trillion or so of state and local government debt. Okay, so let's do the math there. That's 20, uh, sorry, 34 plus 10. That's $44 trillion. Now, let's look at us as Americans, American families, American individuals, American households. What are we doing? Well, I hate to tell you this, but our borrowing has gone way, way up. We just hit for the first time ever $1 trillion in consumer debt on credit cards. Now, I don't know about you folks, but if the Moore family runs up our credit card month after month after month, and obviously, December is a big month for consumer borrowing because people, uh, you know, like my family, we borrow a lot to pay for Christmas gifts and 
Uh, and then, you know, you have to pay those debts off come January and February and March. And people are borrowing like crazy. And so a trillion dollars of credit card debt on top of um, something like the total amount of uh, consumer debt is right now like something like $14 trillion. Now, a lot of that is mortgages. You know, and a mortgage is to buy a house. So that's debt that actually you're at least getting an asset for. But still, we've got now a record $16 trillion of debt on top of that. So now we're at somewhere near $60 trillion, if my math is right. And then you got corporate debt. You know, businesses borrow. Now, businesses borrowing is not a bad thing. It's usually a sign of economic optimism when businesses go out and borrow to expand their businesses. But still, there's a lot of business debt out there, too. That's another $20 trillion or so. Folks, we're at $80 trillion of debt as a nation. We are saturated, marinated in red ink in this country. And a lot of that debt is then owned by the Chinese, by foreigners, by the Saudis, and so on. This is not a healthy situation. It is not. Now, let me be clear on this, because debt in and of itself is not a bad thing. Borrowing in and of itself is not a bad thing. What matters is what you're buying with the debt. Now, if you're just borrowing to finance your living standard, that's not sustainable. You can't keep doing that. And we're all guilty of that. I'm not wagging my finger at anyone in particular. I mean, even my home has been doing that. And it's because we're living beyond our means. Now, one of the reasons the debt is so high of consumers, um, like my family, is that the Biden inflation is making everything we buy more expensive, right? So the latest report shows we have about 7.5% inflation, down from 85 I guess that's progress. We run from almost 9% inflation. Now we're down to about 7.5%. That's outrageous. I mean, we need to get inflation back down to 0 to 2%, not you know 7 to 8% inflation. And people's wages, as was shown by the jobs report yesterday, are growing at about 5%. So do the math here, folks. If your cost of living is going up by 7.5% and your income is going up by 5%, you're losing your $4,000 for the last year because of all this inflation. And so how are people making up for that $4,000, the gap between what they want to buy and their income? They're borrowing. They're putting it up on cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching on the credit card. That can't continue. (laughs) It just can't. You know, this is just we're defying the laws of financial gravity here. This thing is going to crash if we don't stop it. Now, the other thing that is going on that is really infuriating to me is that the government, the federal government, has been passing out what I call helicopter money. What the, and I think you all, if you're a regular listeners of this show, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. The federal government is borrowing all this money and basically printing money because they borrow money and then the Federal Reserve Board is printing the money. And it's almost like what they're doing is packing these $100 bills into helicopters all around the country and just dumping the $100 bills out of the windows. And everybody snatches them up as if it's free money, like a monopoly money. Uh, By the way, if this model that I'm talking about sounds familiar, uh, this is sort of what like Argentina, Venezuela, Mexico – uh, Bolivia, you know, Zimbabwe do when they get in financial trouble. They borrow and borrow and borrow. Remember when Greece got in all sorts of trouble because they borrowed beyond their means. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, 
But this is dangerous. Our debt levels are so gigantic. And now that interest rates are rising, guess what happens? The cost of financing our debt is going up and up and up and up relentlessly. And is this going to crash land? Mm, It could. (laughs) Again, I'm not trying to be a depressing person today. I'm just trying to say that that ticking you're hearing in the background, tick, 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 that is the national debt bomb that in the debt clock that is getting bigger and bigger, bigger every second. So at some point, we're going to have to pay our bills. Now, you agree with me, folks? I want to hear people on both sides on this. Maybe somebody can tell me, uh, you know, putting, spending all this money on windmills and Teslas and spending all of this money on social welfare programs like unemployment insurance and Medicaid and so on, that it's all worth it and we'll be able to pay our bills. And, and maybe we will. Maybe we will. But not if we're not growing our economy. <laughs> if we don't get this economy growing, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We need to have a, a program that controls government spending, grows, gets more people back to work, by the way. This is another thing that I find really depressing about what's happening in America today. Guess what? In yesterday's jobs report, a smaller percentage of Americans of working age were working. And that's not fair to the people who are working. I know most of you listen to the show. If you're not retired, you're working. But we only have 62% of working age people now working. <laughs> you know, that's not to say, you know, homemakers, if you're a mother and you're taking care of your kids, you're doing the most important job of all. But we have too many people in this country collecting government benefits, collecting welfare benefits, whether it's unemployment, whether it's, uh, you know, these child credits, whether it's the, uh, you know, free rental assistance, whether it's free food from food stamps, free health care. Everything's free. You don't have to. Why work when everything's free? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm done sermonizing right now. I will get off my pedestal. But I want to hear from you. Do you think that we are debt nation? Do you think there's anything that can do about it? Am I being unnecessarily uh, negative about this? You know, I mean, maybe we can get past this without a financial crisis. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. When I see the behavior of Congress, I'm going to add on one more point, then we'll take our break, which is this. There's something called earmarks. These are pork barrel projects that are put into uh, the government's budgets. Remember the bridge to nowhere in Alaska, and they have bronze statues that they put in town squares, and and uh, you know a fire engine. We're going to buy a fire engine for this little community or that community. And these are you know the white elephants in the budget that have to add up to billions and billions of dollars. And they're also the kind of gateway drug to these multi-trillion-dollar spending bills that um, they buy off votes by giving people. Um, you know, a ribbon cutting ceremony for a new courthouse house back home. And guess what? The Republicans in Congress who've now taken over the House or will take over the House officially in January, they basically said we are going to get rid of the moratorium on, on uh, these earmarks and we're going to allow all this spending to happen. That's a terrible sign. What a terrible, terrible sign for Republicans who are supposed to be the fiscally responsible party uh, is sending to the American people. Shame, shame, shame on the Republicans. I know I criticize the Democrats a lot, but if I may, folks, I'm going to criticize the Republicans. Sometimes I feel like it's Tweedledee and Tweedledum when it comes to our two political parties. But if you think that Republicans are fiscal saviors and saints, I'd like to hear from you too. We're going to take a break right now uh, and and hear from the pains. 
uh, Ryan and Bob Payne, who are with Payne Financial Capital Management. They're going to talk about the financial situation. And then when we get back, I'll be taking your calls on the More Money Hotline, which is 1-800-848-9222. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Now it is time for our finance stocks and personal finance segment with two of the best of the business, Bob and Ryan Payne of Payne Capital Management. Uh, gentlemen, thanks again for joining this afternoon. Boy, we got another pretty solid jobs report. Uh, as I said on Fox uh, Business yesterday when that report came out, there's no recession that I can see on the immediate horizon. What say you? Well, it sounds like, Steve, that uh, they got they didn't get the memo, you know, that we're in a recession. <laughs> we had payrolls <laughs> and, right. and wages. They blew way past, you know, expectations in spite right. of, you know, the Fed raising interest rates and most likely going to do it again at the December meeting in two weeks. Uh, this is a, a, a very you know, strong economy. I don't know if we're not going to have a soft landing, a hard landing. How about no landing? Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Well, I like those. I love that. I'd love to see that. Ryan, do you agree? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, what's remarkable about this year is just all the, the Wall Street economists and strategists that just have to kind of like walk back what they've been saying all year. <laughs> it's right. it's yeah. kind of a little bit of glee because we've been so optimistic, you know, and the right. market wasn't doing so hot. But now all of a sudden it's like, you know, they're like, well, 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 I mean, I know the job report's hot, but, but, but what? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. what, that's what you want to see in a strong economy. Good news is good point. news, right? You know, I hate this yeah. idea that good news is bad news. Although that, that Ryan, the, Stock market did falter when that report came out because of fears that this will be an impetus for the Fed to raise rates more than, uh, you know, people were expecting. What do you guys think about that? Well, are you talking about the pullback that if you blinked, you missed it, Steve? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, was, exactly. <laughs> it was uh, up 700 points. And then on that news, it was down 400 for a brief moment, but it rallied right away. I mean, if you yeah. look at the last – you go back over the last two months – it's one of yep. the best years I've ever had in my portfolio instead of in, in terms of return. We've had a phenomenal rally in stocks and bonds. I mean, last month was one of the best uh, monthly returns for municipal bonds in, I think, since 1986. Uh-huh. So uh, is that going to continue? I mean, I think I, realistic. I believe so. <laughs> yeah, and I <laughs> – well, I think the, the the thing that you have to look at here is just that so many money managers, institutions have sat with too much cash this year. It's been one of the more prominent stats. So now the market's going up. You're kind of caught proverbial with your pants down, and you know money's going to have to probably funnel into this market. I don't have a crystal ball, but you know the reality of it is there's a lot of catch up that has to be done, and because so many investors have been underinvested, that kind of beca- it forces more money into the market, and that's what typically causes a melt up. And that's what you saw the other day when the market went up 700 points. You know, the Fed definitely pivoted in their language. And man, oh, man, just like that, you know, we saw a huge rally. Now, and the other thing is, Steve, you know, when you look at interest rates, you know, the, um, mm-hmm. the bond market yields tend to peak three months before the Fed gets to their terminal rate. So this is kind of following the script right now. It looks like bond yields have already seen their highs for the year. And uh, it's one of the reasons why the bond market is doing so well right now. If bonds do well, stocks always follow. 
So you're not concerned about the, you think inflation will fall. Is that your prediction? Well, it kind of has right right in real time. If you look at it, Stephen, you know, you talk about this too, look at the commodity market. Um, We we know oil is still down over 30% from its high. A lot, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. We know the real estate market in real time is softening. Rents are softening. Prices are down. And that's a huge component to that CPI number, yet it's a lag. So in the next couple of months, you're going to see inflation fall precipitously. And what's the Fed have to do in the face of real data? If they're really data dependent, they're going to have to adjust. Right. So I think that's what the market's telling you now. And if the labor market stays strong and wages stay strong and inflation comes down, that's a damn good combination Again, I'm a simple man, but that's, that's, that can't be bad. So my big question, gentlemen, is this, that, you know, we, I love high, higher wages for American workers, and that's what we're starting to see. And, and I want American workers to be the best paid workers in the world. On the other hand, of course, is that when wages go up rapidly, that could cut into uh, profit margins for businesses. And so the question I ask you, gentlemen, is will the higher wages cut into the price of stocks? You can take that right. Oh. Well, you know, I, I think it, it really depends because the other thing you have to remember about the, the labor market, it's just catching up, right? I mean, right. Wages, yeah. wage growth has been slower than actual inflation. So, you know, I do think, and I don't think wage inflation is going away, by the way, and that's why I don't think we're going back to 2% inflation like we had the last right. decade. So I, I do think that will be wait, wait, Hold on, let me just interrupt you right there. So I agree with you. Where do you see, like, in, in say, three months from now, the inflation rate would, would – well, I'm predicting about five. What do you think? I think that's about right. You know, I don't think it's going back yeah. to three overnight like some of the some of the bond markets pricing in. Um, but five is a lot better than eight. And remember, right. consumers right. have been spending at eight percent inflation. I'm pretty sure they'll continue to spend if inflation comes <laughs> down. All right, that's right. like right. they're gonna they're gonna spend less if prices are lower. They're gonna spend yeah, more. It's like a, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a it's like a price cut for the for the workers when that inflation rate comes down. So basically stock, so what what will be the impact then on stocks? Well, if you have lower in- inflation, if you have lower inflation, you're going to have lower interest rates. And, and right. you know, when you think about interest rates, Steve, interest rates are like a tax uh, right. on everything. So anytime you have interest rates come down, it's like a huge reduction in taxes. Yeah, um, right. And meanwhile, you know, companies, they're brilliant. At taking these cost increases and passing them on to consumer. Uh, and I think we've seen that so far. You look at last quarter's earnings, they were surprisingly good. And I think the earnings will continue to surprise on the upside. Um, and and that's, that's why when you look at the equity market, you look at stocks in general, they are yep. traditionally your best hedge against inflation. So we got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you, because you guys have been bullish and you've been rightly bullish over the last six months. Uh, what is the dark cloud on the horizon that worries you most? And I'll answer that question first, and then we can go down the line. I worry about the the housing market, and I worry about a depression in housing prices, which could really, uh, you know, harm the economy. But uh, what say you guys? Well, uh, my biggest nightmare, Steve, is that the investing public doesn't wake up to the opportunity available in (laughs) non-U.S. stocks. All right. (laughs) Okay. That's a very optimistic and negative assessment. (laughs) I'll give you a real one. I'll give you a real one. I I think the one thing you're seeing is savings rates have plummeted uh, over the course of the last couple of months. So I think that's the one thing I'd look keep an eye on. I mean, we still have buffers in our accounts. I mean, you still have a trillion dollars of savings there, but – Savings rates have come down a lot. I think that's right. something 
as we get into next year, you want to keep your eye on for sure. Yeah, that's why uh, I agree with that. That's why I have you guys on because I agree with you so often. Uh, that's okay. uh, about Payne, before we uh, go to our break, uh, please give uh, our listeners your consultation number, which is such a great offer. Yes, if you saved over a million dollars for retirement, Bob and I will put together our total financial master plan at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, Steve. Awesome. Guys, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you uh, next week. Sounds good, Steve. Be bullish. And if you're thinking right now you need to get the grips on your portfolio, your financial plan, your retirement plan, well, here's your shot to do it. We keep 10 slots open during the entire show. If you saved over a million dollars for your financial independence retirement plan, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan. We'll do that. No obligation or cost. There's no firm out there that will do this work up front at no cost. We literally build you your own personalized financial portal. We get a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture and we're going to address every issue you can't procrastinate on. We're going to look at putting together that income plan for retirement, whether you're going to retire soon or retire now. How do you draw from your portfolio? How do you take Social Security but also factor in inflation because your costs are going to double over the next 20 years? We put together a full investment income game plan so you don't run out of money. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products that have high fees and are very tax inefficient. We'll go through those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, insurance products, show you where all the hidden costs are, show you how to reduce that cost, and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to give you our tax playbook, and we'll look at diversification. Did you get hit hard this year as markets have been all over the place, very volatile, more risk than you thought you had, or are you sitting in cash, earning nothing, as inflation is at a 40-year high. We'll put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We have 10 slots if you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement or financial independence plan. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're our next... Ten callers, one of the next ten callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation or cost involved, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN. NYC. So, Bob, you know, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, we have a boutique firm here in New York City, Jacksonville, Florida, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, everything we do is around holistic financial planning. And, you know, we think about retirement planning probably more than most people should. Um, but, you know, one thing we've realized in our, our collective 75 years of doing this is you really shouldn't cut corners. So I thought we could talk today about some of the places in your financial plan, your retirement plan, where you've, we've seen you do it, you shouldn't cut corners, and we're going to call you out on it today to make sure you don't do that so you can be what we call financially independent. Yeah, Brian, I think that's a, that's a really good point. I think one of the things that I see over and over again is that when you finally wake up to the reality that you're getting older and that you're going to need to live off of your capital in retirement, you tend to take more risk than necessary to make up for the years where you didn't save enough. I think that's uh, usually a mistake. What do you think? 
Yeah, it really is. Um, and I think right now, more than ever, with the markets being so volatile and you're close to retirement, you retired now, man, oh, man, it's been a rude awakening with the markets basically, you know, down big this year, depending on how you're invested. And these are the kind of decisions like this is where you can't make those bad choices, right? When you get this close to retirement, you have to manage the risk better. And these volatile markets are a good reminder of that. Yeah, they really are. And I think that um, I think a lot of us missed the point of, you know, even if you're going to retire now, let's say you're just 65, you're still going to have 30, 40 years, at least for one of the spouses in a joint in a joint relationship, that's going to you know need that capital to keep growing. And your money can grow a lot over a 30, 40 year period of time. If you keep it compounding, you know, you, you keep investing in solid assets with real returns, with real assets behind it. Um, you know, you just want to stay away from those Hail Mary passes, I call them, right? You don't want to be putting money in crypto or any type of speculative, innovative, or uh, disruptive technology. No, you don't want to do that, and you have to really think about the income because over a 20-year period, we say this all the time, but your income that you need is going to double. And I think a lot of you don't account for this in your plan. It's like, okay, if I need 10000 or $20,000 a month now, well, that's going to be $40,000 a month in the future just to do the same things. So it's not just about having an income plan. It's having what I call, Bob, a dynamic income plan that accounts for the fact that the income needs to increase over time. And we talk about this with a lot of these products out there, like annuities, where you turn on an income stream. They don't adjust with inflation. This is a big hole in your plan. No, it really is. And inflation is is really the hidden, insidious tax that uh, it's really the biggest risk that everyone has in their financial planning that you have to accommodate for. Now, it's obviously gotten everybody's attention now, Rye, um, that, you know, we have this hyperinflation. Well, you know, it's not really hyperinflation. It's been it's, it's higher inflation than we've had, but it's always a consideration. And one of the things you want to make sure, certain is that you have a portfolio that hedges against inflation. Um, and it doesn't mean going out and buying a lot of gold. I see these commercials all the time. You know, <laughs> you can set up a gold IRA. Like, you got to be kidding me. Look at the history of gold. It's not an inflation hedge. I'm not sure what it is, right? But I know that's not an inflation hedge. It looks good around the neck of, a, of someone you love. That's about it, Bob, <laughs> um, when it comes to gold. But, no, it is an important point, and it's an important point to look at your portfolio and look at your retirement plan and think about what your income needs. not going to be just today, but what are they going to be in 10 years? What are they going to be in 20 years? That's real financial planning. You know, the other place that we cut corners – is not getting organized, right? You have a, maybe you have an old 401k, you have a couple retirement accounts, you have a broker over here, you have a savings account over here, and you get all these different statements. They come in and every month and nothing is a concerted effort. And there's nothing more therapeutic and nothing more critical than getting your finances organized when you're going to decide to live off of those assets. And this is why we built our financial portal for people. It's just because it's so good to look at everything in one place and get a bird's eye view of what you're doing. I know, right. And I understand. I understand why the majority of you aren't organized is, you know, how do you get organized, right? You, you look at your statements, you put it on a spreadsheet, you put it into a folder. And what happens is that, you know, you come home from work, you're tired. You, you, you don't want to take it easy. You don't want to get involved in adding up everything that you own and figure out what it's worth and see if there's any overlap. And traditionally you end up with 10, 15, 20 different statements. And who the heck wants to go through that every month or year or every other year? So what's great now with technology is we have the ability to create a portal for our clients where all that information is embedded in real time and updated in real time. 
so that you never have to go through that drudgery again. And the beauty of it is you can drop in and look at it when you feel like it, not when it's asking you to do the work. All the work's done for you. It's running yeah. in the background at all times. And that's the beauty of getting organized. Well, I think the mantra, so the mantra we use all the time is it's simplicity over complexity, right? The, the more you're getting into your retirement or you're retired or close to retirement is you want to start taking a lot of the complication out of it, right? You want one centralized place that you can view everything. You know, you want to have one team of professionals, you know, make sure you have a really good advisor, financial advisor, a really good accountant. They're all on the same page, a good state planner, and just have everything kind of working together in the simplest way so you can access your information. You can look at your statements. When it comes to tax time, you don't have a thousand statements. And all that stuff just makes life. It's like I always talk about cleaning out the closet, right? It's just so much nicer when you go in your closet and everything's in order. It's not cluttered. And it just makes the efficiency of your life, your financial life, so much better if you build the foundation correctly. And that comes with getting financial, financially organized. And most of us just procrastinate on it because it's like it's no fun to start. But once you get going, man, oh, man, you can get yourself in a really good position. Yeah, because if you're not organized, then you're ignoring the details about certain investments. Like you might notice that you have certain mutual funds that have all different names right now, but they're all down the same percentage, and they're down a lot because they're heavily weighted in tech stocks. So a lot of times the names of your investments are deceiving. They don't really tell you what's going on you know, in, in the details of, of your investments, and, and that's why it's good to always get a second opinion. It's good to have you know, a trained advisor to look at your portfolio because, you know what, Ryan, you know what, the other day um, I – looked into an insurance policy that I had, found out I can get it a lot cheaper. I was kind of shocked that the provider of my insurance didn't pick up the phone and call me because there's no interest, there's no vested interest in them, you know, having me pay less. So it's always good to have someone look at your investments with a cold eye, doesn't have any ax to grind, and is willing to tell you the truth because the truth will save you money. The truth will set you free. Yeah, it's like just like your finance, just like your physical health, get that second opinion. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like you'd like to get a second opinion, make sure you're on track, you're not being overcharged on your investments, you are organized, you have things set up correctly. Well, here's your shot to do it. We have five slots left. We literally have five slots. If you saved over a million dollars for retirement, your financial independence plan, Bob and I will run for you our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We literally look at everything. There's no other firm out there that will do this work up front. We go as far as building you that personalized financial portal. We'll give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture, get you financially organized, and just hone in on every issue that needs to be addressed today you can't procrastinate on. That income plan for retirement, do you have it? Well, we're going to help you put it together, optimize the income on your portfolio, how to take Social Security, factor in the inflation is going to double over the next 20 years. Factor in the fact you're going to need more money. We're going to put together a full dynamic income plan. We're going to look at diversification. Are you getting hit hard this year? Do you take way more risk than you thought you were taking? Or have you been sitting in cash, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do? We'll put together a full investment game plan attached to your goals, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you those high-cost products and those annuities mutual funds, brokerage products, insurance products. We're going to show you reduce all the costs on your portfolio, optimize your portfolio for taxes. Now what you make is what you take. We're going to give you our full tax playbook. We have five slots left if you've saved over a million dollars for your financial independence retirement plan. 
All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. No strings attached, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about myself and Bob and our boutique firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to bbullish.com. You can check out our podcast. You can learn more about our firm. Uh, that's bbullish.com. If you have a question for myself or Bob, go to bbullish.com slash stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show on WABC Talk Radio. I am your host, Steve Moore. Thanks again for Listening, I know we have a lot of regular listeners, and if you're new to the show, thanks for joining as well. We're on every Saturday afternoon talking about your money and my money and the finance of the country and the political situation in this country that seems to be making things worse and worse all of the time. Uh, So uh, thank you for joining us. We have great ratings, and that's because this is a great radio station. So I mentioned earlier in the show I would start to take your calls on the issue of the American debt bomb. And do you think that we need to worry about not just the national debt, which is now when you include Social Security and Medicare uh, balances that are owed because the government has been ripping off money from Social Security and Medicare. They've been raiding the pension funds. Um, The national debt is now something like $33 trillion. We have another uh, something like $7 trillion in state and local uh, pension uh, debt. And then we have personal debt, which is now $16 trillion, another $12 or so trillion dollars in, um, in corporate debt. Uh, we've never seen anything like this. We've got almost $70 trillion of debt in this country uh, with a GDP of $22, 23000000000000 trillion. So our, our debt is more than three times, folks, our income. You know, that's a really, really dangerous situation. So, number one, are you concerned about it? Or am I making a lot of hay out of nothing? You know, can we just grow our way out of this? Maybe, maybe. I'd love to see more growth. And the growth is always a good thing. And it always lowers the debt burden when you have people's incomes rising and the economy growing faster. I want to see more workers in the workforce. I'm sick and tired of paying people not to work. Uh, We have a new study at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity that shows that people in many states, if you're in New Jersey, you get a couple that is not working and both collecting unemployment benefits with two kids. They can earn $80,000. I should say earn. Earn is not the right word. Uh, They can receive something like $80,000 in government benefits, including health care and unemployment benefits, and not work a single hour. How is that fair to the people who are working? So those are my major concerns about the United States economy right now. I I worry about a crash. And we saw what happened with respect to the crash of the economy back in the mortgage crisis in 2008. I hope I'm wrong. I pray that I'm wrong because that caused so much damage. It just 
It led to massive unemployment in the country as banks uh, fell, small businesses collapsed uh, under the weight of all the debt then. Well, guess what, folks? We're doing the same thing again. Um, make one other quick point, and then I'll start taking your calls. By the way, please call in. we got two lines still open. 1-800-848-9222 is the More Money Hotline. 1-800-848-9222. I want to hear from you, especially the ladies, if you think that this is a problem. Because, you know, in the Moore household, by the way, I don't do the books. <laughs> My wife does. And she's the one who keeps tracks of the income and the uh, and the income coming in and the outgo, the, the money going out. And, uh, you know, this is the season where we we rack up a lot of bills because we get ready for the Christmas season and all the Christmas gifts. And that's a that's a big issue for our uh, family. I don't know if it is for yours, but I wanted to mention the fact. And, and this is another topic. If you have an interest in weighing in, I'd love to hear from you. You know, the federal government, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are the two massive federal government insurers of mortgages. They are now mortgage uh, insuring mortgages of over a million dollars. Now, this is a program that's supposed to help first time home buyers, you know, to, to own a home. How many people in this country can afford a new, you know, for a first time home, you know, people, couples maybe in their 20s, or early 30s at a million dollars? This is absurd. This is just a giveaway for the housing industry, the mortgage brokers and the realtors and the home builders and the construction industry. It's crazy. A million dollars. That means you and I are are uh, subsidizing people with a million dollar homes. And again, I'm all for home ownership and I'm all for, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, taking out a mortgage so they can buy a home. But I don't want to insure your mortgage if you've got a million dollar home. I mean, that's just not I mean, the median household uh, buys about a five hundred thousand dollar home. So who are we benefiting here? Millionaires and billionaires with this with this uh, with this stupid program. So uh, that's more debt that we're taking on, you know. And I, I don't think I even added the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac debt as well. Uh, we're on the hook for that. People remember what happened in two thousand seven and two thousand eight. People uh, foreclosed on their mortgages. They walked away from the home. They didn't pay their mortgage. And you and I were the suckers. We were the taxpayers who had to pay for that. We're doing the same thing. Isn't it amazing? Here we are, you know, it's less than 20 years after the uh, crisis in the mortgages. And Washington has learned nothing. It's like financial amnesia. They're doing all the same things, all the stupid moves that they did that created the crisis in 2000 seven and eight, they're doing again. And that was like a wrecking ball to the American economy. So those are my uh, thoughts about this. I'm worried about it. Are you? Mr. Producer, do we have any callers yet? Yes, we do, Steve. Our first guest will be Kay from Manhattan. Kay from Manhattan, thanks so much for calling in. What do you think? You're welcome. Uh, I think that a functioning democracy and a functioning a uh, fair capitalist system. Uh, it relies uh, a lot, to a great extent, on the intelligence of the population. Yeah. And that's why I think that uh, the Democrats are very happy to have hordes of people come in, low skittles, low education. And the other thing is keeping the schools in this country, keeping the children dumb teaching them ideologies, teaching them victimhood, uh, 
the grossness of the gender ideology, but it's systematic. Keep them dumb. Do not teach them to think. Do not teach them to think about economics or the most fundamental values of, of, of money and government and how it works and debt or the right. lessons of Venezuela this is fantastic call I, I've got about three or four people on the line I want to make sure okay. I get to everybody but this is why we take calls from people like Kay because you are spot on my friend and um, I am so concerned about what our kids are learning in school they're learning anti-American um, and, and ideology our, our kids are really being um, indoctrinated with a with a concept that somehow America is responsible for the problems in the world and that we're a terrible country. No, 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 no. America is not a terrible country. We're not without blame, you know, for the problems that happen. Uh, you know, we're not, uh, we're, we don't have a, always a clean record, obviously, with respect to what happened in the first part of our country's uh, history were the stain of slavery. But today in America, we are the least racist country in the world. And if you, if you think there's a country that's least racist less racist than we are, I'd love to hear who that is, uh, because minorities in this country have a higher income than minorities in any other country in the world. Do we still have a lot of progress to make in fighting racism? Absolutely we do. But uh, this is a country that is a land of opportunity. We're not teaching our kids that. Uh, Kay is 100% correct, and they're not financially literate, uh, too many Americans, and I see this with my own kids. And so um, I think you are spot on, Kay. Great point. Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Next up would be Bill from Bradley Beach. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, what are your thoughts? Hi, Steve. Um, I just, wh- wh- when does the debt become so big, I-, I think it's there now, that the money just isn't worth anything? And right. that's a scary thing that China and Saudi Arabia talking about doing their own thing. And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sound people don't understand that. We we certainly don't have uh, $30 trillion in gold, you know, so so th- th- it's just it's just a scary time. And you, you mentioned on another show that about the it's the Biden laptop. It's not the Hunter laptop. It's the Biden laptop. Why that has to be invested? Because <laughs> the media isn't going to report it otherwise. It's just going to yeah. they're just going to forget about it. just like all the recovery restrictions. They're acting like they didn't close the schools. They didn't do, do all these things to our children. And, and we're just going to forget about everything. We, yeah. they, like, they, we're going to forget about they told people they had to get shots or, or else they lose, and they lost their jobs. They, were, they're, they're just, they have to investigate, and they've got to put it on prime time yeah, like they did the one committee. Okay, Bill, great, great call. I've got to cut you off because I've got two or three more people in the, in the queue here. And, we, by the way, we have time for probably a few more callers. So I, I noticed that we have one line open. We're at 1-800-848-9222 if you have any comments or thoughts about this debt bomb that our country is facing. I think Bill makes a really good point. At what point do people just stop having trust in our currency? You know, what are we doing to this nation's finances? And he makes a very good point that what countries tend to do when they have a debt crisis, you know this if you've been educated and and have learned something in, in, in your schooling years and your business years, what happens when your debt gets out of control in countries like Venezuela, Argentina, Mexico, they devalue their currency, right? And they basically just print money to pay off their debts. And I'm not saying that's going to happen in the United States. I pray that it doesn't. But 
a devaluation could happen as the only way to pay off of these incredible debts that we were incurring at the federal level. How, I mean, how else are we going to pay the money back? And don't forget, folks, interest rates are now starting to rise again. So we had a free ride for the last five or six or seven years because interest rates were so low. But interest rates have risen from you know about 1% when Trump was president to about 4% today on the government bonds. So that makes it all the more expensive to incur this debt. And I think, um, you know, I think that the, the um, inclination of our politicians will be to just keep inflating the currency, which, by the way, makes it only worse because that means the dollars that you spent your whole life saving are worthless. I, not worthless, but worthless than they were before. So great call. Bill, thank you very much. I think we got time for one or two more quick ones. Mr. Producer, do we have another caller? Yes, we do. We have Judy in Manhattan. Judy, thanks for calling. Uh, we've got to go quick because I've got three or four other people waiting. What do you got for us, Judy? Uh, yes, sir. I was thinking that uh, perhaps it would be good not to consider comprehensive bills or omnibus bills and instead have yes. them stand alone and go down item to item so we don't yes. get all this stuff that we don't want and oh, that, yes. that limits the what is almost bribery of uh, people to vote for them in Congress. <laughs> Not- great, great call, Judy. Uh, you know, this is why I take your callers, folks, because you're so wise and I learn a lot from you. And this is exactly right, what Judy is saying, that we are now moving towards nobody says no in Washington. You know, the, one of my favorite uh, presidents was Calvin Coolidge great president. And he had a sign on his uh, desk in the Oval Office, which said 90 percent of people who come to Washington want something they shouldn't have. And that is so true. This is a city, Washington, D.C., and I'm in the swamp where people come, you know, the lobbyists and the lawyers and the influence peddlers, and they come here. And what do they want? Money. <laughs> they want money. They want your my money. And the politicians say, sure, here's a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you money for this and that. And it screws people. You and I have to pay our taxes. So these people who, you know, the bottom feeders of our society come to Washington and and collect these checks. Uh, They're not producing for our society and it's making us poor, folks. And this cannot continue. And I mentioned earlier on the show, I am outraged. I wonder if you are about the Republicans saying we're going to bring back pork barrel projects. Uh, One of the congressmen a Republican, by the way, the shame on the Republicans. They said, oh, you know, I want the earmarks because my district got a fire truck from the uh, from the federal government. That's not the that's not the job of congressmen. It's to be stewards of our money, not to spend it. And I'm not a, I'm not opposed to fire trucks. Yes, we need fire trucks. But why should people in, uh, you know, uh, Iowa have to pay for a fire truck? In New Jersey, it just doesn't make any sense. I think we got time for one or two more quick ones, Mr. Producer, if we have any more callers. Yes, we do. We have Ted in Fort Lee. Ted, thanks for calling in. What do you got for us, sir? Yes, it keeps on clear showing up participation in the labor force yep. as a percentage of population is going down. Yep. One of the biggest motivations to seek employment is boredom, right? We are the most entertained people in history because we because we have yeah. cheap, undertaxed access to the radio spectrum that provides the internet and what I'm using right now to call you. Right? Yeah. We need we need a toll 
We need a toll charge on the broadband companies who are using using the spectrum, and they need to pass it on to the consumers and raise money that way and All get right. people well, back Fred, to I work. Because I have one more question, caller that I've got to squeeze in, but I'll say this. You know, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I always say that a lot of the people on unemployment benefits, you know what they're doing, folks? They're sitting on their couch all afternoon and watching Netflix, and they're not searching for a job. Do we have time to squeeze in one more quick call, Mr. Producer? Um, yeah, but they got to make it quick. Let's go okay. to Tom in the Bronx. Tom, we got 30 yeah, seconds. How are you, Mr. Moore? Hi. Mr. Moore, can you hear me? Yes, but you got 30 seconds, sir. Yeah. I spoke to a college professor last night, and she's uh, of mathematics, and I was very good in math, and we got into a discussion. They want to give kids credit math courses in CUNY, so they started with trigonometry, and she said they can't even do multiplication. How am I going to teach them trig? I they know. started with a class of 30, and within two months, they're down to nine. It's it a is trap. a shame. You know, great class, sir. You know, you're exactly right. By the way, they want to get rid of now grades in schools. Have you noticed that? Oh, gee, that'll perform them. That'll mean better schools for America. If, if the kids will perform great, if there's no grades, they want to get rid of the LSAT. Come on, this is America. We got to have the highest performing people. We've got to have our kids be the smartest, the most brilliant, the most inventive, and we got to teach our kids. We need more school choice. We need more options for parents, and we need to pay off our debts and have more lean, efficient government. That's my message today, folks. This is the More Money Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you same time next. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Dot com.